You're listening to 7-Minute Stories with Aaron Califato. 7 Minutes has grown so quickly, and we couldn't do this without you. So please, keep visiting our website at 7minutestoriespod.com, keep sharing your favorite episodes on social media, and of course, keep subscribing and leaving those rad ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Now, on to the story. This episode, The Train Incident. One of my favorite things about taking the New Jersey Transit, the train, into New York City every single day was the sound. It would go something like this. It was very calming. A low vibration, and the train car would sway back and forth, and sometimes I would fall asleep, but it would just always put me at ease because I was heading into the metropolis. I was heading into Gotham City, into Manhattan. And I was doing that every single morning because I was on a mission to become Marlon Brando. I had been accepted into an acting conservatory in, in, in Chelsea, in Manhattan. And I was driven. But see, where I lived in New Jersey was in Eatontown, New Jersey. And it was about 45 minutes south of Manhattan. But an hour and 20 train ride. And that's if everything went well. I mean, if something went awry, you'd be on the train from an, you know, an hour and 45 to two hours before you got into the city. And then some people would say to you when you got off the train, you would hear murmurs from actual New Yorkers who would say, oh, it's a bridge and tunnel crowd. I didn't know what that meant. I thought it was a badge of honor. But then someone said to me, like, hey, you bridge and tunnel? I was like, yeah, I do. And like, I was proud. And then they rolled their eyes. And I realized I was some sort of like second class citizen now, like some person that was thought to have gone out into the suburbs to achieve dreams they can't afford. And now they go back and forth through these little rat tunnels to try to maintain sort of a faux American dream, I guess. But that wasn't me. I was an artist. And I was still driven, and that's why I got on my train, because it was like my my temple. But it wasn't just my sanctuary. I mean, I started to immerse myself in train culture. I started doing things that train people do. I, I knew how to find the right train car towards the back of the caboose with the best bathroom that had the, you know, that was the cleanest and the, the less crowded car. You start learning the ins and the outs, and I started learning from experts and watching people do it, and I would read the newspapers, like all the business people, and I would get the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times and the Daily News, and I would kind of read and act like as if I was informed, but I was informed because reading the paper is awesome. I was like in a Mad Men episode, preparing myself for the day and then people would just acknowledge me as like this train person but not in a bad way like a, an expert train rider and they would nod at me because I became a regular I took it every single day but there was this one day that was different from the rest I got on at the little silver train station is where I got on and we head up through Red Bank which I was telling you about but there's a bridge that you have to go over through Red Bank because there's water and all that stuff so we're heading over the bridge as usual, and the sound is normal, right? But this time, it was bang, and there was sounds on the top, like of the roof of the train car, and then screeching, and everyone's head hit the seat in front of them, and it was like panic and chaos, and I just heard like my life and saw my life at the same time flash before my eyes. All of a sudden, we stop. And the first thing that happens is people are going, what the hell is this? Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. What happened here? Someone's like, what the hell? What's going on? What the fuck? All the voices, right? Different languages. Like, it was just crazy. First, it was concern. Then it was like, what the hell just happened? And then it was like, who did it? And then we just sat still. And then murmurs started happening and people started talking amongst themselves and looking for the 
for the uh, the train attendant. And I start kind of zoning out because I'm looking out and I realize we're on a bridge, a, a very, it felt like a delicate bridge, a bridge that kind of shook when you went over it. And now it's kind of moving. And I looked out my window and out of the corner of my eye, as all this stuff was happening behind me, I saw what appeared to be an arm, like a hand, but I couldn't see the rest of like a body. It was just like an arm. And I think there was a body, but the way the angle was, I could only see this hand. And there was this little space next to me on the bridge, right? Where like uh, people who repair the bridge can walk and stuff like that. And that's where this arm was. And I had to do a double take because I was like, holy shit, is this an arm? And then the dominoes started falling and I started connecting some dots. And I realized we hit this person. That was the sound of the da-dum, bump, bump, bump on top of the train. And now I'm looking at someone who is either terribly injured or dead. And then I start hearing people talk. And as things happen on trains, right, it's like the grapevine, I start hearing rumors that we didn't just hit this person because why would be they be walking on the bridge? In fact, this person jumped in front of the train. And that just sat with me because I had never dealt with anything like that in my life. I literally looked at a dead person outside my window and then I didn't look anymore. I just faced my face forward. I couldn't look at this. Now everybody went to my side or the window or looking over my shoulders and the seats behind me and they're all talking about it. They were talking about what the body looked like and how terrible it was. And some people said, oh, we feel really bad. And some people said, yeah, but why did he do that? And apparently it was a he. And then the tone shifted to, well, if he's going to kill himself, why did he have to do it during the commute? Right? Then all of a sudden people were getting pissed. Like, yeah, you threw everyone's life in your, in your hands and you put everybody in danger. And then there was anger. Then it was like this crowd of people like accosting this person who was either dying or dead outside the window. And then I realized we're in the middle of a, of a crime scene. So we couldn't move. The train, we had police officers now entering the train. There was helicopters swirling around my train car. This wasn't a place. This wasn't a temple. This was a fucking disaster. And all I wanted to do to, is to get off the train and just walk across, but no one would let me. And I had to sit here and listen. I had to sit here and listen to my train people go from people that I admired, people that I wanted to be, into these really wretched individuals who were just angry about their commute. And they were angry that they didn't get to go where they wanted to go. And trust me, I was angry too. And I was mad that he could have hurt people, but I also thought to myself, how is it that this person hated walking through life so much that he would instead walk in front of a moving train? And how much pain did he have to be in to, to do something like that? And when I looked out the window, I still saw the hand. They hadn't removed the body. And I thought to myself, I hope he's gone, that he was gone upon impact. I hope that pain has been extinguished. And then I started feeling sorry for people on my train. That there was very little compassion. It was more of just an inconvenience. And for the first time in my life, I didn't want to be on a train. I wanted to be somewhere else. But I guess if you make it there, 
you can make it anywhere. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks to our new partners at Evergreen Podcasts and the rest of our team. Audio production by Ken Went, original art by Pete Whitehead, and I'm Corey Burse. Remember, a new story comes out every Thursday evening. Perfect for listening then or on your Friday morning commute. Also, did you guys know we now have super cool shirts available? You can purchase yours at 7minutestoriespod.com. I love mine. It's super comfy. You should probably get one too. Thanks again for listening.